Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I am the Bull, and this is See the Bullski, the podcast where I talk about leadership, followership, resiliency, and wellness. Uh, I've been hoping to get some feedback and questions ever since I started doing this podcast, and I got a few, you know, throughout the weeks, but I wanted to wait until, you know, I had more and enough to really hit them all in one shot. And I finally do. Over the last week, um, I got a bunch of questions. So I want to dedicate today's session specifically to answering questions that people have sent me and been waiting for me to answer. Uh, this session is going to be a little different than I've normally done it, and I'll explain why and, and how in a second. But I want to first say thank you to everyone who is listening and also to everybody that took the time to shoot me the questions. I hope I answer to your satisfaction. So let's get into it. The first question I got uh, right at nearly the beginning, really, was why did I start the podcast? Um, I started the podcast because I really love talking about these topics, like not just as a checkbox or to make myself feel better. I mean, it does make me feel good to talk about this stuff, but I, I honestly love talking about these topics. I love talking about situations and problems and circumstances, and I like trying to provide perspective and feedback because... I've been living this life, you know, most of my life now, and I enjoy it. And I've had my own hurdles to overcome, and I love talking to folks and trying to help them, you know, navigate their own struggles and hurdles in their own career. And over the last couple of years, like, I really just kind of got into the idea of doing a podcast because normally when I've sat down and talked with people, they've enjoyed the conversations or they've gotten some value out of the feedback. And a couple of people that I worked with and worked for were like, you know, sir, are you ever going to do a podcast? You know, you might be able to help others. And I hemmed and hawed really bad for a while. Uh, but then, you know, I had a, a unique opportunity where I got to be a guest on a podcast and got to talk about resiliency. And I absolutely loved it. I, I had a wonderful time. It, it was great just being a guest. And I got some good feedback. And the people that asked me to be a speaker gave me some good feedback. And I was like, man, you know, okay, maybe there is something to this. So I decided to start my own podcast. And you know, support of my friends and family and coworkers that I used to have, like a lot of people were supportive. I didn't have anybody that was like, really you a podcast? Like everybody was like, absolutely go do a podcast, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's been a really fun journey. You know, here we are. Uh, I just hit over 300 views not too long ago, not huge numbers, but you know, for me doing the podcast, if I can make one person's day a little bit better, uh, then, you know, hey, I made somebody's life a little bit better. And this is also a form of therapy for me, honestly, talking about this stuff and getting my thoughts and ideas out of my head and sharing them with other people in the hopes that it helps them uh, also makes me feel good. And it helps, honestly, like I do this on Sunday and it helps me kind of realign where are my priorities and what do I think and what do I feel and what are things that I want to see change or what are the changes I want to be a part of. So, you know, I do it to help other people, but then I also do it a little bit for myself. Uh, somebody else wanted to know, this is actually a family member, uh, how do I plan my sessions? Like, do I do multiple recordings or do I do one shots and do I do any editing before I post? Usually what I do is starting Monday, I just kind of organically throughout the week, Monday through Friday, I just kind of see how my life goes. I see, you know, what unique circumstances come up or what conversations do I have with people. And then on Saturday, I kind of reflect on the week and I kind of come up with an idea of like, all right, well, what was the theme this week? Or what was a really good conversation or question or circumstance that occurred? And what do I think about it? And then I take, you know, usually part of the day thinking about it. And then Sunday, I usually 
write out a little bit of what I want to say just to keep me on track because I don't want to go off on tangents and get, you know, get lost on what I'm trying to say. So I usually do a little bit of typing and not fully scripted, but at least enough of an outline to kind of keep me on track. Uh, that's where today's a little bit different. I did far less writing than I usually would because I wanted this to be more of, of an organic and just authentic straight from the hip. Like, here's the question. Here's how I feel about it. Um, I don't do a lot of editing. The most editing I do is I try to isolate the ums and the uhs and, you know, verbal pauses and stock expressions. And I try to take those out where I can because I don't want it to be distracting. I know some still sneak in and get stuck in, but I still try to take those out where I can. So I do it usually in one shot. I try to do one recording and then edit it a little bit and then I push it out and hopefully people like it. Uh, recent question that I had was, who is my intended audience? And this is really tricky for me because my intended audience is really for anybody that is in a leadership position or is in an organization with leaders and is a follower or people that just need you know to bulk up on their resiliency or people that just need a reminder of their wellness. So really this podcast can help, I hope anybody, in reflecting on my own podcast, because I go back and listen to them for my own feedback. You know, how did I do? Did I make things sound the way I wanted them to? I know that a lot of my stuff seems to be targeted at a lot of military, uh, a lot of Air Force. And that makes sense just, you know, I've been in the Air Force since I was 18 years old. So it's what I'm the most familiar with and comfortable with. But I really do want to try and make sure that any information I give, it can be interpreted and used in any kind of neutral setting, whether you're in the military or not. But I also want military members to know, you know, Air Force, my fellow airmen, you know, because they're, they're the ones that are closest to me of all the branches. Uh, I want them to get something out of it from somebody that's been through their hurdles, been through their struggles, been pretty successful in their career and take something from it. So I kind of intend it to really anybody just, you know, maybe you need a little bit of motivation going into the week, or maybe you just need a little bit of support in belief in yourself. You know, anybody that can get something out of this. I hope it helps anybody. Uh, will I ever do video? Uh, I hem and haw. I may do video at some point. Um, I have reasons for not wanting to do video. Uh, the reason I like doing it as a podcast is, you know, usually people listen to it like when they're driving to work or driving home from work. And I really wanted it to be focused on like what I'm saying. Um, and video may add some value. And I'm kind of warming up to the idea. I may do video at some point in the future um, and maybe then post it on YouTube and stuff, but I really like just doing it this way for now. But I am open to the idea of doing video. Uh, the other question that I got from the same individual, how is this supposed to be designed? Like, what is my podcast supposed to be designed? Like, is it like a CEU, which is continuing education units? Is it a webinar? And I'll be honest, I don't really know. This is my first foray into you know social media public speaking, and I'm not really 100% sure what I want it to be yet. Uh, I usually go into it with, I have an idea of something I want to talk about, and somebody might get value out of it. Um, it helps me sort through my own thoughts on things, and my main hope is that somebody listening will get something out of it. And it also, like I said earlier, it makes me feel good about myself. One of the next questions is, and this is where they kind of get fun, I think. What is the toughest situation that I have had to handle as a subordinate, as a leader, and as a peer? The subordinate question, I think, means when I was younger and lower ranking, because even now I'm still a subordinate to somebody. So what's the toughest situation I ever had to handle as a subordinate? 
Uh, hands down, it was when I had abusive, toxic supervisors above me that hid behind their rank and treated me like garbage and were completely dismissive of me and would make fun of me. And, you know, they were totally comfortable because they were my leadership and they were buddy buddy with people above them. And so speaking up was would have been a real nightmare. And the hard part about that was that I didn't realize at the time that even though they were older than me and had more rank than me, I still had rights. I still had protections. And there were still things that I could have done to prevent that kind of treatment. And you know, it's really hard when you're a younger ranking person to speak up against your leadership. Um, but just realize that you can. And there is no amount of rank or position that justifies maltreatment or toxic leadership. You know, just be professional, address it appropriately. Don't give people that, you know, if you speak up against them, they're going to use whatever they can against you. Uh, be professional, you know, maintain yourself to a professional standard, but don't ever tolerate people mistreating you. You shouldn't, nobody should have to live that way. And that's active duty, military, civilian contractor, like everybody deserves basic respect. And I've talked about that before. As a leader, that's a really hard one. What's the toughest situation I've ever had to deal with as a leader? Um, I think as a leader, the toughest situations I've had to deal with were having to make a decision that there was no way a good decision could be made just the way the universe went about it a decision had to be made and no matter what decision you made it was going to kind of suck and that that's never fun um as a leader you know i want to make good decisions especially decisions that are going to benefit people or you know working as a mental health technician i want my decisions to benefit my patients and i want them to benefit my flight that i'm responsible for and sometimes the universe just puts you in situations where Every situation is going to be painful. So it's just kind of trying to come up with, all right, what is the least inconvenient, least painful decision? And that's, it's never fun when you have to look into the eyes of your folks and go, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I wish I was better, smarter. I wish I could figure out a way to get around this trap, but, you know, we're going to have to go through it together. But I, I still got your back and I would still take care of my people. But those are just, those are gut wrenching situations for me. Peer wise, I think the toughest situation I ever had to deal with peer-wise was one circumstance I had with a peer where we were the same rank and uh, this individual was put in a position over me, you know, covering for higher leadership. So we were the same rank, but they held the positional authority, which is fine. I don't mind that. That's that I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, even if I outrank you, if you're put in the positional authority, I respect that. Not a problem. And the problem was, is this individual... I don't want to make it like I'm speaking bad about this person. I don't know if it was lack of experience or lack of maturity, but they used that positional authority to kind of bully. They didn't really know how to lead. They just relied on their position. And this is, again, somebody that was my peer. And at one point I went to correct them and they immediately, you know, got defensive and started tearing into me and cursing me out and, you know, slamming the door and, belittling me and I ended up cutting them off and I'm like I'm walking away right now I'm like you can't do that I'm such and such and I'm like that's fine but you don't have the right to treat me this way and the reason that that was so hard for me is that because as peers you know we're supposed to rely on people really spe specifically and predominantly our peers because they're you know they're our right and left people they're the people in the weeds with us at our level and it was really uncomfortable and it was really tough for me to tell this peer that I wanted to respect and that I wanted to work with that 
you know, I'm not going to tolerate your behavior. It was a very uncomfortable situation. It's just not a lot of fun. Um, and that's anytime you have to correct somebody that's your that's your equal, let's say, uh, because then the question is, you know, well, who are you to correct me? And it's really hard because nobody's perfect. But, you know, we all just got to do the best that we can. Have I ever gotten in trouble for speaking up? And uh, another question that I'm tagging onto this one is, have I ever been afraid to speak up or am I ever afraid to speak up? Uh, I can't say that I've ever gotten in trouble for speaking up. Um, I have been spoken to about speaking up or more accurately, I have been mentored or guided that there was a better way to go about speaking up. And that's something that I will flat out acknowledge. There have been times and places where I could have been more effective in the time and place that I spoke up, but also in the manner in which I spoke up. Um, and that's a learning curve. And, you know, how do you address situations? Well, you address situations and then you learn from the experience of how to do it better. Have I ever been afraid to speak up? Absolutely. I am constantly afraid to speak up because it is never fun speaking up, especially with uh, people above you or higher levels and bringing up issues that are uncomfortable to talk about or bringing up situations and circumstances that are not pretty. Um, it is never fun to speak up. I am always racked nervous with nervousness when I bring things up. I get around that because I know that I have the ability in myself to speak up and you know, for whatever reason, call it genetics, call it culture, call it environment, whatever, I have it within me to get over, to, to get past my nervousness and my fear to speak up for those that I, I think I have the ability to support. So anytime I'm afraid to speak up, that usually tells me that I do need to speak up. And then I think about who I'm speaking up for and that usually gets me over that that hump of nervousness or fear. Um, I can also say that as I've gotten older, I get a little less afraid uh, because I know what I'm gonna say and I know I'm not doing anything wrong. So I'm not afraid of any backlash because I know I haven't done anything to get backlashed for. So I just, I've gained that confidence through experiences. Uh, next question, what do I do for my own self-care and why? And not really sure uh, about the why part, but I'll do my best to explain. Uh, for my own self-care, you know, I'm a very simple person. Um, I like hanging out with my wife. I like doing this podcast. That's a big part of my self-care. I work out four to five times a week. Um, I hang out with my wife. We watch TV shows. We talk. We play games. Uh, read books. I got a couple of different games online that I play. I also take naps. I'm a big fan of taking naps and just kind of dialing down. Um, that's that's really the biggest thing. And, and I pick things that work for me and Whatever your self-care is, it, it's not wrong as long as it's not damaging to you or others. And self-care is mandatory. You know, to me, self-care is like routine maintenance on your car or your house. You know, if you take the time to do the small things daily, weekly, then it's a lot easier to manage rather than ignoring yourself and, and letting that need for recovery build up because then it's going to take longer to even recover. So make sure you're taking time for your own self-care. But I got a lot of different interests and things that I do, but a lot of it sticks, you know, pretty close to home. You know, my, my home is my castle and it's my comfort place. So for the most part, I, I do stick home. My wife and I have annual Disney passes. So we go to Disney and, you know, we go to, we just went to the beach for Memorial Day weekend. So, you know, things like that. Uh, one of my questions from a former subordinate of mine, how do you fight for yourself when it feels like no one else will? Man, that's a good question. Um, this is a question that I had to learn for myself. And I honestly think that the answer is a little different from for everybody. But I think 
my answer to this would be know who you are or learn who you are. Uh, work to discover what is important to you and what has meaning to you and why. And use that as something called uh, your true north or your, your internal compass. Um, when I left the, uh, one of my flights, my flight, I think, my fl I think it was my flight commander's idea, their going away gift to me was a, was a compass you know, with a plaque on it. Um, and that's because you know, I think my, my flight commander at the time, he viewed me as somebody like my compass, no matter what happened, always pointed in one direction because I was resolute. That's what I took away from that. So sir, if you're listening and I got it wrong, I'm totally sorry, but that's what I think the compass meant. Uh, find, your, find your internal compass. Find what it is that you believe in and stick to it and remind yourself what matters to you and why you know is it your family is it you have a goal for your career you know military civilian do you what is it you want to achieve in life and fight for yourself if we as people can be our own worst enemies then we dang sure better be our own best advocates like be in your corner more than anybody and never forget that Fight for yourself. Don't get riled up. Just remember why you're fighting and what you're fighting for. And maybe fighting isn't the right word, but remember what it is that you hope to accomplish. Like, why do you wake up in the morning? What is it you want to achieve in your life? And don't let anybody take that away from you. No one has the right to take away your hopes, your dreams, and your ambitions. No one has the right to tell you you're wrong for having your own hopes and dreams and ambitions. But you've got to know what that is first, and you've got to commit to it. And then once you commit to it, you know, one of my taglines is, uh, one of my go-to phrases, it's not who's going to let me, it's who's going to stop me. I know what I want to achieve in this life. I know what I want for myself. I know what I want for my family. And no one's going to let me do anything. It's more about who's going to get in my way, who's going to try and stop me. And I think that's where that comes from. Like you've got to, to, to advocate for yourself and to fight for yourself is to know what you yourself stand for. And then once you have that and once you find that, never letting it go. And if you're listening to this and you don't know what that is yet, that's totally fine. I didn't know until, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. And over the years, like I've overcome obstacles and like I've realized nothing's beaten me yet. Here I am. I'm still standing. Nothing's completely knocked me down yet. Like I may have gotten, you know, clocked in the chin a few times, figuratively speaking. But I've stayed true to myself. And I when I look in the mirror... I still recognize who I am and that fills me with pride and nobody can take that away from me because I won't let them. And don't let anybody take that away from you. All right, next question. Sorry, Woof, I'm all riled up now. Uh, standing out when you feel like you're the only one who cares. You know, kind of like the previous one. Stand out. Don't let other people decide what your level of motivation should be. Don't let the clouds of other people dim the light from your star. You know, I, I'm just making that up as I go. Stand out. Don't let other people decide for you what your limitations are. Figure out what your limitations are for yourself and push past them and keep going. And you know what? Everybody's got to decide how much effort they want to put into the things in life that matter to them. Just because it doesn't matter to others doesn't mean it's wrong because it matters to you. And some people, because they don't know what they stand for, they don't know what they want to achieve, 
there's a part, I guess, I don't know if it's fear or nervousness or you know, resentment that when they see other people that have something that they're fighting for or they're chasing, it reminds them that they don't have that yet. And I understand that. And I'm not justifying them tearing other people down for that. But don't let other people get in your way of your own success. The only thing stopping you from achieving the life you want is you. You can blame anything else that you want. At the end of the day, it is always going to come down to what matters to you and how bad do you want it? Like, how bad are you willing to fight for it? I'm not saying, are you willing to break rules? I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, how much work and effort are you willing to put into achieving the life and becoming the person that you want to be? So, you know, stand out. If you feel like you're the only one that cares, that's fine. Other people's perspectives on what matters and what doesn't matter doesn't have to decide for you what matters. You know, you get to make that choice. So if other people don't want to stand out with you, that's fine. Don't, you know, they don't have to. They're more than welcome to, but you don't need their justification to live your truest, authentic life. Live your life to the best of your ability because it's your life. Next question is, uh, how do you handle negativity and, you know, stay persistent against all odds? And I'm going to add to this question uh, because this is from another individual. How have I, me, how have I stayed true to myself without becoming toxic? So, honestly, the most negative person in my life is me. I am, I am my own worst critic. Uh, sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes that's a bad thing. <laughs> Luckily, I've got great people in my life that, you know, can tell me when I need to uh, get over myself and uh, stop tearing myself down. My, my wife is an absolute rock for me in that regard. Um, I handle negativity now as I've gotten older. I try to understand where it's coming from. I, I really do. I try to seek and understand where is the negativity coming from? Is it emotional? Is it a logical conclusion? And again, you know, how do I stay persistent against all odds? Kind of like the previous two questions. I know what I stand for. I know what I believe in. I know what I care about. And I don't let other people take that away from me. I don't need other people's validation to justify what I care about. I care about it and it's justifiable because I care about it. So that's how I stay persistent. Again, I have that true north and I think everybody benefits really well in life when you find out what your internal compass points to. Uh, the, last the last part of the question, how have I stayed true to myself without becoming toxic? I have surrounded myself with wonderful people. Uh, it's, it's, it really is that simple. I have felt the pull to toxicity so many times in my life. Uh, and I wish I could say, you know, I don't feel it anymore. I still do. I can still feel it because, you know, I advocate for things or I want to see things. And this isn't, this is personal and professional. Like it's very easy to just lose hope and it's very easy to go, God, it's not getting any better. Like, ah, uh, I'm just not good enough or, oh, uh, why am I trying so hard? And for me, it always comes down to, well, why did I start to begin with? And as soon as I start thinking about, the people that I want to care for and the changes that I want to see. And I, again, I reflect on why I started to begin with. It reminds me of what I'm putting in this effort for and why it matters and why I care. And it's just how I keep going. And I try to cultivate that. And in a way, me doing things like this and sharing with other people and kind of being open about myself, you all help me keep from becoming toxic. Because I know that if I were to start going down the dark path and you know, I was the chosen one. I was supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. Well, I'm pretty sure if I started, that's a Star Wars reference. If I started joining the Sith, 
I trust the people in my life that I have included in my life would be there to help ground me, to help bring me back to center. They would be honest with me and I would listen to them because I trust them. So, you know, a part of it is I stay true to myself because I know who I am. The other side is I surround myself and I include people in my life that I know have my back and I know are looking out for my best interests and I trust them and I rely on them the same as I try to support them and be there for them. No one's going to get through life alone. You got to cultivate it with relationships and who you choose to let into your life and how much you let them into your life. How did I figure out work-family balance? Ooh, man, that's a really difficult question to answer because I did a horrible job of it for uh, the majority of my career, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I put my career ahead of everything, every kind of relationship. Um, for a while, it was, it, was, it was in front of my marriage. It was in front of my friends, my family. I was completely dedicated. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say that I'm... Uh, I, I'm proud of it i'm not it did get me to achieve things but it took uh that coming to a head and it took some real hard conversations with fan uh, family and friends and loved ones for me to realize that um I, I was making a sacrifice that really wasn't worth it and that's not to say that you know sacrifices aren't important there are times that i still need to sacrifice and uh, i i will because i need to but it's up to me to make sure I facilitate that balance. But again, my family, my friends, my wife, they're really good about helping keep me balanced because it is very tempting to get off of balance. And you just kind of got to realize what's most important to you and what are you, you know, what can you do? What's realistic? And sacrifices are a part of life. But don't just make automatic sacrifices because it seems like you're supposed to. Make the sacrifices purposeful. Uh, with the support so that you know you're not hanging yourself out to dry and unintentionally hurting other people's lives in the process i hope that makes sense and the last question i got is one that i got on uh want to say last thursday and what does it be to men to be a mentee so i've talked about mentorship before and i was talking to somebody over the last week and they were like okay you know i know mentorship but what is it what is what's a mentee what does it mean to be a mentee and you know i hadn't really thought about that question too much as it was presented and i've had some some time to think about it i think being a mentee starts again with recognizing where you are in your own life's journey again professional or personal realizing where you're at and at least starting with having an idea of where you want to be you know who is the type of person that you want to be when you think about yourself in the future what does that look like to you? Who's the type of person you, you want to be, you want to be proud of, et cetera, et cetera. And I think to be a mentee, what does it mean? I think it means being somebody that is actively pursuing your future self. You know, if your future self is already there and you've got a vision of what it looks like, then being the mentee is taking the actions, making the connections, finding the mentors that can help you become that person that you want to be. It's the openness to realizing that you don't have all of the answers um, and finding the people that can help guide you on your own path. You know, you will never going to be able to walk your mentor's path, but maybe they're going in a similar direction that you want to go and they can kind of let you know what some of the pitfalls are and they can help you grow into the person that you're meant to be. Uh, again, I think these, that question is a little different for everybody, but for me, you know, I have mentors even now and I have a vision of myself in the future and I look for people with skill sets and abilities 
and personalities and approaches that I don't have or I'm not good at. And I link with those people because I want to learn from them because they're doing it a certain way for a certain reason. And I just may not know what that reason is. So in that case of me being the mentee, I'm just recognizing what I want to be and recognizing that I'm not there yet and I don't have what I need and just finding the people that can help me develop that skill or develop those traits so that I can ultimately reach my goal of reaching my truest self, which is what I think a big part of everybody's life is. So those are all the questions that I got. I really appreciate it. I hope I didn't miss any questions. And thank you again to those that took the time to ask these. Um, if anybody else has questions, you know, feedback, or maybe you've got a topic that you're, you're interested in hearing me cover uh, in a later session, please let me know. You know, again, I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm on Spotify. You can find me on Twitter at the letter C underscore the underscore bull underscore ski. You know, drop me a follow. You'll get my weekly updates. I'm trying to stay on this weekly schedule. So hoping to drop my next recording uh, uh, next Sunday, this upcoming Sunday. So stay tuned. Again, thanks as always for listening. And I will check you out next time.